Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. La Iglesia Spring of Life Fellowship y su pastor, Joaquin. We give you thanks today for your goodness and your glory. We give you thanks that you created us and we didn't create you. You are God the creator. Your word is our instruction. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Without your word, we become ever so foolish, more foolish and foolish as our understanding grows darkened. But Father, as we seek to understand you and this world we're in and to live for your glory, we pray that your word would be a seed planted in our hearts that would give forth fruit that would glorify your name. We give you thanks for men upon the earth like Mariano Rivera, 19 years in the New York Yankees, and he comes out like a prince, never throwing a tantrum, loving and serving his wife, never cheating on her. No girlfriends, no immaturity, but faithfulness in denying his will to see your will upon the earth come about. Prosper your word in our hearts that we might live according to your understanding we pray in Jesus' name, and the people of God say, Amen. 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 Proverbs 14, verse 12, this is a no-brainer. This is probably the, one of the first verses that I read when I came into a Christian church, that there is a way that seems right to a man. If you were to grab any man and have them jot down the course of their life, they will jot out, I'm going to become this, and I'm going to become this, I'm going to become this, and they, they seem, say with me, seem. It appears that what they're doing is right, but its end is death. The end result of all our good ideas is a stench and an embarrassment, and we want to bury it. We want to forget it. We want to leave. Uh, when our kids are the ones that, that stand in front of us as the product of our inventions, because this is where our kids is. We raise them 20 years in our own homes, and they come out to be psychopath and manic depressive and degenerates and all these wayward issues, and it's only because they have never seen model footsteps in a direction which they should go. And so we purpose to follow God's footprints for our life, that we would not walk in the way that seems right. I've never seen a man say, I'm going to grow up to destroy my family and make sure my kid hate my guts. Never heard a man say that. It seems right what they're doing, but its end is the way of death. Another similar passage in the Word of God, uh, and you'll see that the Word of God is right on. It just cuts to the chase. It's like a two-edged sword that goes deep into the emotional and, and spiritual aspect of our life. Is Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool seems right to them. The way of a fool seems right in his own eyes. But the person who seeks instruction... He is a wise man, not what you think, not what you perceive, because without counsel, you're sure to perish. But it's those people that go and seek instruction. And the devil has made us feel that if we go seek instruction, we're foolish. No, the wise man seeks instruction because the opposite of instruction, destruction. The opposite of instruction is destruction. If we're not building like God wants us to build, the Bible says you're a fool. You're building on sand and you 
build some beautiful sandcastles and you have the beautiful memories of the sandcastles you built, but soon when the waves rise, and you guys that lived on the beach and grew up on a beach, I grew up on a beach, we would do these incredible, beautiful castles, man. They would lose like, they would last 15 minutes. Some would last half a day when the tide would come in and then it's just no memory of all that work we put into it. And the Bible says that a man who hears God and doesn't do what he says is a fool. He's building on the sand. His life seems right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel, the man who listens to the word of God, who follows, I mean, I don't know who would you rather follow, Mariano Rivera who follows the Lord or Alex Rodriguez who follows himself. And his life is a stench. And so is the legacy that he's leaving in, in this world. It's shameful. And so we need to realize that we don't want to follow in that selfish. Proverbs 30 verse 12, it says, There is a generation that think that they are incredibly pure in their own eyes. They are the maximum solid things, yet is not washed from its filthiness. They think that what they're doing is good, but it's full of wickedness. The word wicked means twisted. Don't get scared now. Wickedness means you're doing things in a priority that is not from the Lord. I was talking to a gentleman this week. He says, I'm having a baby with a woman that um, I'm not married to. And I said, well, just marry her and start a family. He says, no, I, I, don't, I don't even know the woman. And I said, you don't even know who you are. Forget about the woman. And what are you going to do to your child when he asks you, why did you select this mother for me that you do not know? Why have you given me a person? So this is the way of a man. He does things and then he figures out what he's doing. And God doesn't want that to be the case. God wants you to listen to him, to follow his instructions, to, to meditate day and night. Psalm 1 verse 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Who are you getting your advice from? nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits with those people that mock, scorn for people that don't care to know right or wrong. You sit down with people who could care less about right or wrong. They have no destiny, they're leaving no legacy, and you're sitting there sipping a cider with them. Another gentleman this week, his wife, after many years of being married and divorced and two small children, um, they've been married for 15 years. I said, let me ask you something. She says, I'm tired of him. I'm tired of him. I'm tired of him. I asked her one question. I said, give me in the life of your husband who's 40 years old the name of one person that he would be able to model amongst your friends and family that would make him a decent, respectful man. And she says, there's no one. Well, there's one guy. His name is... We'll call him Jay for, for all purpose. And I said, did you know Jay last week invited him to go be with women? And she goes, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> so the guy she picked, she knows is a degenerate anyways. There are not many men that are saying, follow me, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And if you should find a person that's taking the word of God serious, that desires to reveal the glory of God and follow the instruction of the Lord, stay close to that guy. As the Bible says, the companion of a wise man will be wiser, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Proverbs 13, verse 20. Isn't it powerful that God does not want us to be foolish, unwise? He who walks with wise men will be wise. Who surrounds your husband? Who surrounds your wife? Who surrounds your children? Who they hang out with, sure enough, one day they will imitate. And the companion 
of those foolish people who seem right in their own wise, who are living wise in their own sight, will be destroyed. It's just a matter of time. So pastor, preacher, what is it that we're to do? Well, if you're going to learn the ways of the Lord, you're going to follow the instructions of Psalm 46, verse 10. And this is the most difficult thing for us humans to do. Be still. Be still. And get intimate to know that God's ways are amazing. That he is to be exalted amongst the nations and he will be exalted in the earth. That when we're still and we're able to download the thoughts of God. I mean, some of us... Uh, we, we feel like we went into a warp zone, a time machine. Um, in 1983, when I first walked into the church for the first time and I heard the things that I heard, my conclusion is these people are nuts, they're insane, and they're Martians, they're aliens. Because no one could expect us to live upon the earth by following these principles. And guess what? I even challenged God and I said, God, I don't believe what I'm hearing, but I want it. I don't think this is true, but I, if that exists, I'm not interested in making my life a stench and a wreck and a mishap. I want your ways, so teach me. He says, get into my word. Be still and know that I am God. Get acquainted with who I am. Verse, uh, Isaiah 26, verse 3, along the same lines of being still, you will keep in perfect peace. This is a description of an incredible uh, sentiment of reality. That word peace means prosperity. It means success. It means every base is taken care of. It means every front is, is manned, is, is already being taken care of. Those whose mind is still and upon you, and the reason they are still stayed, um, not moving, not saying things will be okay, I'll just figure it out down the road. No, no, no. Those who stayed, and we can't, I mean, this, this is an impossibility. Those to be still, those who are stayed on you. And the reason they could be still and kept in perfect peace is because they have placed all their trust upon God. They have transferred all their care Upon God. God has not been negligent in creating us and taking off. He is present and he has given us instruction for our prosperity. But we cannot be still, my people. Tell your neighbor, be still. Another human or, or recent term they, 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 they talked about, relax. Relax, be still. Be still because there's someone greater than you that is entrusted with every expression of man's existence upon the earth. Relax, don't bug out, be still. Keep your mind stayed on knowing God. Put your trust in him. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 11 says, The eyes of the proud will be humbled, and human pride will be brought low. These are the two types of men that cannot be still. They are looking around to find out what they're going to do next. They're looking to resolve issues. They're in their arrogance and pride. They think they could... Uh, walk away from God. They could walk far from God. They could figure it out on their own. And the Bible says and promises that these men will be brought low. And the Lord, say with me, alone. alone. He alone shall be exalted in that day. When everything is said and done, there's one who's going to sit above all things and he's still going to be in his majestic throne of grace, unmoved, unfazed, with no stress. So Isaiah 37, 20 says, Now, Lord, our God, 
Deliver us from his hand so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, the Lord, are the only God. If God does not give you your victory, if he doesn't set things in order, if he doesn't move things in their proper place, we have no chance to ever having peace in our life or prosperity. So to be able to tell God, save us, and all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are omnipotent God. Listen to me. Whenever I see somebody who's stressing out about trying to do something, I said, let it go and watch God. Let go and watch God's faithfulness. Pastor Medieros was divorced for five years. And I said, start walking in the direction of God's purpose. Call your wife, ask her for forgiveness. Tell her you're a Christian, you're reading the Bible, you're following its instructions. And he goes, she's not going to understand. I said, that's not your problem. She's not going to know. That's not your problem. He went and did that. He asked for forgiveness. He says he's a Christian reading the Bible. He's getting serious. He's becoming a man. And he wants to get back with her. And she says, I'm not interested. I forgive you. It's good that you're becoming a man finally at 38. But I'm not interested in getting back. So he came back to my offices and he says, what do I do? She doesn't want to have anything to do with me. I said, that's it. You've done your part. Now watch God do his. Be still. Give it over to God. Put it in God's hand and quit messing with the issue. And we can't do that. That's the instruction that will drive a human being insane. Because you tell him to do a thousand things, he'll do them all with precision and excellence. You tell him to be still and he dies. He'd rather rot in hell than to be still. And God's instruction for our life is to be still. The next day she called. I said, you did your part. Let God do his. Because nothing in the world could do things if God doesn't move them. She called him and says, I don't know why, but something's telling me I have to get back with you. The power of being still. Our tendency is to write poems, send flowers, send candy. We want to manipulate, tell our mom to talk to her, tell our cousin to talk to her, tell her mother, her brother, her sister to talk to her. But God is in control. And as we look around, we don't feel this way. We start reacting like Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 2. And these are, the, these are the indictments we bring before God when we want him to move faster than we think he's moving. And he says, how long are you going to take, Lord? How long? How long? Shall I cry and you continue to ignore me? We, in our inability to be still, go as far as to say God doesn't exist, number one. And number two, he doesn't listen to our concerns. If there's anything that's straight from the pit of hell are those two things. God doesn't exist and he doesn't care. Why? Because he's an amazing God. And he existed way before your puny mind ever came into existence. You cannot discount the existence of God. For all of creation counts his worth. He's meticulous. He's perfect. He's awesome. You will not hear me, even when I cry out to you loud. 911! Violence. I really need you. Things are really out of order. That word violence means uh, triple O. Triple O! Everything's out of order. You don't exist. I'm going to be God. I'll do it my way. I did it. My way. If there's anything more embarrassing and shameful as the attempts of man to do what God has promised he will do. And you, this is another indictment, 
will not intervene. You will not save. You will not fix the problem. You will not address the problem. Listen, that's straight from the pit of hell. Because God says, wait and see. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I'm going to intervene. I've seen God intervene in such marvelous ways that I just sit back and just am surprised. Verse 3, why do you show me iniquity and wrong? Why, could, why is it obvious to me that things are not right? Cause me to, why do you cause me to see trouble? I wish I could be an imbecile and thought things were normal like this. For all I see continually is plundering and violence. I see there is strife and contention. I have a clear, he's like a, he's like a, he's, he's a news forecaster. He's a, okay, we're going to have heavy winds to the left. We have a tornado coming to the right. We have a hurricane coming up the middle. And, and he, he's saying, God, you're blind. You don't see what's going on. I, I just, it's sad that people don't know God. The more you see people not being able to be still, the more you know they don't know God. And the more you see a person's able to have peace, it's because he knows the faithfulness of God. And God is, is super excited about showing up on the scene, especially in the lives of those people that are waiting upon the Lord. There is strife, verse 4, he says, Therefore, doesn't matter what the instruction is, it's no good. Throw out the Bible. Why do we? Some of us says we don't need this book. This book is a hindrance to doing what we need to happen. Listen, you're deceived straight from the pit of hell. You're throwing out the manual. The, the best description I have of this manual is I was 10 years old and my sister was 12 and she was in the Girl Scouts. We were living in Titusville and she went with all her friends and she was baking chocolate chip cookies. She made a whole bunch of them. Made like a whole batch full of chocolate. And she gave me one cookie. And I ate that thing fast. And then I wanted, they left. And I said, I'm going to go in the kitchen. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm not a Girl Scout, but I'm going to figure out how to make these cookies. So I went in the kitchen. I started mixing the batter. I started cracking the eggs and grabbed the flour. I put it Man, I was, whoo! Stuck that thing in the oven. And when I ate that, the most horrendous, <laughs> disgusting thing I've ever put in my mouth, I spit it out. And that's some of us trying to do the work of God in our lives. It's disgusting. You're just embarrassed to even say you attempted and tried to put this thing together. Therefore, the ingredients is powerless and justice never goes forth. We never see your glory. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, perverse judgments proceed. That's why everything is on his head. And so that's the mindset of many of us. If this is your mindset, you can pretty much know that God got your number. He has your address and your email. He knows where you're at. And you got to be still already because you're fudging it up for you, your husband, your marriage, your family, your ministry, because you are a powerhouse of inability to be still. Well, if I was the pastor, well, if I was, if I was the husband, I know wives don't say that, right? There's no wife that says, well, if I was the man of the house, listen to me, be still, be still and have full peace. Of the goodness of God. You're going to be blown away that he knows meticulously the inner workings of all things that go on. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 20. Let the Lord in his temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. 
Every thought that raises up, God should have, God could have, God would have. Flush down the toilet. Because God is and will always be God. He is yesterday. He is today. He is forever. If there's anything that's an expression of no peace in our life, you could raise your hand and say, I didn't listen to you, God. I didn't follow your ways. I didn't attend to your instructions. My thoughts were twisted continually against you. And you'll see that you're not the only one. Man has struggled from the, uh, with this for years. Uh, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 2. <clears throat> Sometimes Isaiah would shout out and say, Hear me, O you heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have brought up and nourished children, and they have rebelled against me. What a surprise. What a surprise that God has a way of doing things, and we do it another way. What a surprise that um, in that chapter, um, verse 3, he says, even an ox knows his master. Even, even a wild donkey knows where he's supposed to be. If you don't know who your master is, and you don't know where you belong, you are dumber than a donkey. You are more rebellious than an ox. You're fit to be tied down with yoke and be that way. And he says, my people does not know, nor do they consider. My people do not know who their master is, and they do not know the place they belong. We need to get there, people. I'll tell you why we need to get there. Because in our lives, conforming to God's ways, we become the glory of God upon the earth. When you see a couple like George and Lily, and you see their family, and you see a couple like, like Eric and Elizabeth, when you see a Mariano Rivera, he becomes a standard measure of, of God's character in men upon the earth. In all the stadiums where he last pitched, they stood up and they clapped at him. They didn't clap at him because he was closing out games as a relief pitcher. They were saying, there is a man in whom there is character, faithful to his wife, never thrown a tantrum, never been in an improper, inappropriate place. 19 years in the big leagues. 19 years exposed to the fire of hell upon the earth. And he is without issue. Verse 4, woe to this sinful nation, a people whose guilt is great. They are a brood of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They don't only corrupt, they corrupt others. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked him to his anger, the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away backwards. They have walked away from the Lord. Verse 15, when you spread out your hands in prayer, I don't listen to your prayers. When you offer me your prayers, I'm not listening. You're doing your own things. Wash and make clean. Verse 16, take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing what's wrong. Learn to do what's right. Take care of the oppressed. Take care of the fatherless. Plead the case of a widow. Defend the fatherless. How do you defend a fatherless person? By not bringing a child into this world that doesn't have a father. By not trying to, to move in the direction of destruction. Not trying to leave another single woman upon the earth stripped with contempt and shame because there was no man present 
to take responsibility and to follow the order of God. In all these ways, Isaiah is really calling them out. I don't want to call them all out all in one day, but he gets to chapter 6 and verse 1, and he says, finally, when I thought I was going to be able to do all things because I was in right relationship with King Uzziah, I was in relationship with the guy who was going to start addressing all these things. He dies in the year that King Uzziah died. That's when the Lord was seen sitting on his throne, high and lifted up, ready to take charge of everything that was his concern. And while Isaiah was pointing at others as the cause of the situation, when he sees God upon his throne, he says, verse 2, I believe, verse 3, and one cried to another, holy, holy, holy. He saw the whole scene of heaven for what it was. The whole earth is full of his glory, verse 4. And the post, he keeps on describing, verse 5. I said, woe is me. I'm the problem. Always pointed to everybody. And I'm the problem. Because I have not been still. I have not been where God wants me to be. I want to encourage you in the next coming days for you to transfer all your concerns and cares upon God and say, Lord, teach me to be still. Teach me to contemplate your beauty. You're a marvelous God. You're into something real powerful. I return the ingredients back into your hand. I wait the seasons I'm supposed to wait so that I never taste something you never intended me to taste or live something you never intended me to live. Adam and Eve were taken out of that situation by the devil highlighting areas that were out of order and they tried to go get resolved. Abraham and Zerah came together and they tried to have a baby and a nation to be born. King Saul tried to preserve the life of the king enemy. All these men tried to do things for God. Moses tried to kill the Egyptian to try to deliver his people. If it wasn't God who delivered six million people out of Egypt, it would have never happened. Do you understand that God is not waiting for you to do anything but to be still and to know that he is God? Hallelujah. Be still and do it God's way. Let's stand today. We have a special uh, presentation this morning. We have one of our couples, world-changing couples, just had their first baby boy. And we want them to come forward and present Matthew Alexander.